Good evening, KZOX listeners. This is Chris Skyhawk. Welcome to Universal Perspectives. Of course, that's our opening song, Danny Dallinger with Ghost of a Chance. As many of you listeners know, I've been doing a series called Surviving Late Stage Capitalism. What's next? We've done several shows on this now. My, go- my guest tonight is Juan Redhawk Dominguez. He does a podcast called Burn the Wagon, and he's going to be our live guest tonight. Let's go ahead and bring him up. Good evening, Juan. Hey, hey how's it going? Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Well, we are super excited to have you. Juan, of course, I want to dive into your work, the content that you create with your podcast. First of all, let's see if, what would you like our listeners to know about you? Tell us a little so, about yourself. Uh, yeah, so first off, um, I want everybody to know, or actually I want to, I want to start off by this, because uh, I usually start my podcast off with this little uh, little prayer that I do. Uh, I want everybody out there listening that's struggling from domestic violence issues, I want to send love to anybody that's struggling from mental health issues. I want to send love to anybody that's struggling from drug addiction. I want to send love to any of our ancestors or loved ones that have passed on to the spirit realm. And I want to send love to our Mother Earth that we're standing on. And right now I'm on Pomo territory on the Manchester Point Arena Reservation. And that's where I'm from. Um, I'm an I'm adopted person from Cornina. And I grew up on the Manchester Reservation, the Pomo tribe, which is called the Padaha. Um, river people um, so yeah it's a little little start to of who I am and where I'm from okay <clears throat> so um so you were born you were raised on on the point the point Re- Re- rancheria Re- reservation there yeah so um I lived in Santa Rosa from I was born there and lived until like around like third third grade was when I moved to the reservation. But um, we pretty much spent majority of my time like the summers and all the holidays on the reservation. Um, and yeah, I was I was actually adopted from the first day I was born um, by a Pomo woman. Um, so I don't really know uh, my adopted side or my my biological side. I don't know what tribe or anything I'm connected to. But in my heart, in my in my my soul, I feel um, nothing more than a Pomo person because from day one, that's what I was raised raised as, mm-hmm. and that's the only experience that I can talk about. And that's you know a big big part of my culture and a big part of who I am is being from the reservation. Um, so yeah, and I I just like to tell people that I'm adopted because um, sometimes people sometimes people tend to come after me or after some certain peoples because. You don't have the bloodline connected to the tribe, but um, like I said, it's connected to me in my soul, and it's connected to me in every everywhere I go because that's the only experience that I know. Well, thank you for making that clear to us. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll give a little background. Um, I went. You had live. Is it you had a live podcast down at the Point Arena Theater? What was that about a month ago now? Yeah, it was on December seventeenth, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, you you attending because it was it was a, it was amazing to hear people coming from Fort Bragg, coming from Ukiah, coming from all these different places to to come and support the podcast and support Indigenous voices. Yes, my friend Ada Stevenson. Hello, Ada, if you are listening, she's from Laytonville, so you have somebody from Laytonville too. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so you're really pulling in uh, a strong, uh, quite a net you have to go out there. So, um, what? Tell us a little about about, about Burn the Wagon. What is this podcast about? So, um, well, I'll start off with the name. Um, the wagon is a symbol for patriarchy, capitalism, and colonialism, and us having these conversations as indigenous people or people of color, because I like to interview all kind of different people, not just indigenous voices, you know. Um, us having these conversations is essentially burning the wagon that is those three, three, three things, because at a certain point, as indigenous people, we weren't allowed to practice our culture up until 1978. So I like to talk about language and things like that, um, like traditional practices, like um, like dancing in the roundhouse is a ceremonial place where people dance. People weren't allowed to the, to gather and dance and do these things at a certain point in time. So us having these conversations is really good uh, for people to, to get to know us and, and also for us each other to, to understand each other where we're coming from because we may a long time ago a native from from Point Arena may not have interviewed or talked to a native all the way in Washington or we might have but it would, but it would have taken us a very long time to, to trek out to Washington yeah. so you know it's, it's amazing to learn each other's cultures learn each other's languages how we each other do do things it's very similar in a lot of ways but very different at the same time Yes, I am very impressed. As you, as a young man, person, you you are gathering this this traditional knowledge and taking it by using these t this technology, this modern technology, to spread the word. It's really yeah, it's, it's really it's, marvelous um, unification of these two things that you're doing. Yeah, because traditionally, like knowledge through in in indigenous uh, communities has been passed down through, um, you know verbal pass down and not a lot of hand handwritten things so i'm in our 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 youth and our future is all going it's it's unfortunately i i wish it wasn't but it's going towards technology it's going towards people learning through videos learning through youtube is a is a huge thing people i i myself learned through like i i learned a lot of things just from tutorial videos on on youtube how to fix fix a bike how to how to change tires how to do all kind of stuff on youtube so if we can tap into a certain amount of like people and everybody uses youtube you know um if we can tap into people going to to youtube to learn about this language learn about our culture learn about us in general learn about our stories learn about who we are because we exist all across the 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 plane you know there's that we we're all kind of different people. We're not just the stoic Indian that that cares about the earth. Obviously, a lot of us do, but that's not the only type of Native American that exists in in the United States. So, tell the listeners a little bit about the different people you have interviewed so far. So, yeah, I, I like to do I like to do people like that are having their businesses or their artists or um, to amplify kind of those types of people because. You know, to help them like sell their their art, to sell, help them sell their, um, just to to support indigenous small businesses because that's another thing too. Is um, as indigenous people, I, I'm guilty of doing this before too. Is we tend to spend our money outside of our own communities, outside of our. Um, we go to Walmart. We go to 
you know, all these types of stores where the money doesn't go back into our own community and doesn't help uh, rejuvenate our, our businesses, help <laughs> rejuvenate our people. I'm just, um, I'm just chuckling because Native peoples are not the only ones that are guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, and if I'm, if I'm not going to go to a native, native owned business, I, I do try to, um, I do try to support a black business or an a, uh, Asian American business or things like that, you know, uh, and obviously, I'm, we we can't. We, I try to just support any any small business that I can. You know, it doesn't have to be a person of color. That I just want to support small businesses. But I do want to amplify. Um, if it is an indigenous uh, business, I do want to amplify that. Um, or if any type of person has any any, any story that they really want to need to get told, like um, I interviewed one woman. Her, I, you may have heard of her, Nicole Nicole Smith, who was murdered on the Manchester Pointery Reservation. I interviewed her sister about that whole situation, um, helping them try to get justice, you know, getting her voice amplified. Um, also, an activist up in Humboldt County named Danielle, um, who was really fighting to um, get the dams taken out and help the salmon get uh, back to the population back up. So, so I try to just interview any type of person that has a story and is trying to fight for their voice and their people's voices to be heard. Okay, um, I'm going to segue here for a second. You, you're talking about where you where you spend your money. It, it really occurs to me. One of the reasons why I wanted to do the series is, I think as a human race, all we're all struggling in a very very predatory system. In other words, it's designed to take the resources out of the community, put them somewhere else, and leaves people in a pretty bad spot. You call it patriarchy, capitalism, and so we obviously need to find our way back to something where we we keep our resources uh, in our communities and villages, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm curious how you see your role as a young person having this podcast, uh, trying to over, trying to trying to change that system. Yeah, it's it's really hard because it, you know trying to fight things like Amazon and and all these all these things that have like they're they're meeting the demand you know um, they're fast they're they're quick um, so it's it's hard to be like a person that's fighting the capitalism because capitalism is huge it's it's in it exists in so many different wherever you go it, it exists you know and I I just start stopped working at a grocery store and it's like it's crazy to see how how rampant capitalism is you know they want to make a make a buck on every single situation they can they want to save save anything they can so um i'm hoping to to speak out against it that people do and again i'm still learning like every single day how to fight it myself you know um but if i could i, I definitely do like i said keep my money into small businesses um buy locally like i'm in point Reno right now um we're have obviously with the storms and stuff we're having to to go to the grocery stores here but that's a good thing for the grocery stores here because not everyone go is going to walmart it's, it's we're supporting a family-owned business here in our own in our own community um so that's that's how I, I i try to influence people to to shop that way uh, you know keep your money in the community like i said if if the money stays in the community then the community just gets better and it circulates you know we, we spend a dollar or five bucks at that 
the within the local person that's selling Indian tacos. Um, then they take that five bucks and they they go spend it within the local person that has meat that they're selling that they hunted or whatever you know so that that allows that person to continue to go hunt and get that meat for that person and that allows that other person to continue selling their indian tacos so um i hope to to encourage people to continue to to sell within their own communities to buy within their own communities so and your podcast the burn the wagon podcast have you interviewed guests talking about economic issues um honestly that's a good question because that that hasn't been a big topic of um and i was actually doing a bunch of work today with it and that's that's a really good question because economics hasn't been a, a big a big topic yet actually because culture and and patriarchy are you know colonial colonialism and patriarchy have been the main main two topics um, so yeah, it's a really good question. Maybe I do want to reach out to some type of financial advisors because that's the thing that another thing that in our communities that doesn't exist is, is financial literacy. Cause I don't know how to save money. I don't know how to invest money. I don't know how to, where to, where to you know, obviously keep it in the bank, but like what bank is good, what, you know, all these things go into play when, when we're, and obviously we don't, we, we don't want to be so obsessed with this money but like at, at the certain certain place place in time that's we do need it to survive in this country so um and until we we can get to a, a place in time where we're getting back to traditional trading for goods and things like that you know unfortunately we do have to live by this way um so yeah I, the ultimate ultimate thing would be get getting back to trading for goods you know that would be the 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 coolest thing because i recently started doing that with uh like feathers i I traded a shirt um a a burn the wagon shirt for for some feathers um so that would be a a good way to get back to you know practicing those types of things trading with your family trading with your friends um to help each other you know so you have merch now yeah i do have merch um (laughs) uh, i do have merch and i i uh you know, I, I give a bunch away out to my family, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I got a bunch of my family members and friends just wearing it so um, people can see it. And we did have merch at the uh, that, that the live event. We had some stickers and stuff, too. So just trying to, like, get wherever, you know, people can see and, and see this logo and, and kind of just ask, like, what is that about, you know? Um, so I just want to kind of want to spark people's interest and, in, like, what is what's going on here, you know? So, also, you mentioned YouTube, but what other platforms can people find your podcast on? So, yeah, we recently got, we were on YouTube and then Instagram, um, burn, the, burn underscore the underscore wagon underscore. And you can check us out on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, too. So, um, yeah, just go in there and pop in, burn the wagon, and you'll see the, the wagon that's on fire. So, uh, that's, our, that's our logo. So, yeah, you can check us out there on all those platforms, um and also yeah yeah that's the three that we're on marvelous so um how long have you been doing this now when did you start burn the wagon so i started burn the wagon about a year and a half ago now um so and the when i started 
I was just wrapping up doing some some work with the uh, the unhoused community out in Santa Cruz. And I was kind of just like drained because it's a lot on your mental health. Because I was doing food food and clothing um, distributing, and people were donating out to my house, and we would take it out to the the local camp there and kind of distribute food and clothes during the winter. And it was just really, really a lot on my mental health. And I was just like, what can I do to to kind of just continue doing this work, continue um, being, being you know, in this work without, like, affecting my mental health with, like, crazy. Um, so I just, like, I watch a lot of, po- I listen to a lot of podcasts, I watch a lot of podcasts, and there's not a big representation of natives in pod- the podcasting world. So I was just like, let's reach out to a couple of my cousins. Like, hey, do you want to do you want to start this with me? And then <laughs> everyone was kind of just like, I don't know, man. It seems kind of seems kind of like wild. You know, I don't want to be on video, or I, I'm like, I'm kind of afraid to talk about this because some of the to- topics I wanted to come up, like start talking about, were kind of touchy subjects. And people were just like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not ready, or like whatever. And then like I posted the first video of myself, just ask like asking myself frequently asked questions people ask me as an indigenous person or as a native person and everyone saw that first video and then like five people were like oh i'm down to do it let's do it wow uh, yeah, yeah so, <laughs> so you interviewed yourself for the first one yeah because yeah, nobody wanted to do it with me so i was just like <laughs> you know what i'm just gonna go in by myself and kind of just just wing it and then um from then on it just it just took off and people were just people were just really down to support it and then i had i had so it's gone through two different names in the year and a half um the first one was really talking and i was gonna have it translated in pomo um, right underneath but that didn't i didn't really like that name didn't really fit with me and then we we i was watching this movie um i think it was smoke signals by okay. alexi sherman yes and i seen somebody wearing a wagon burner shirt in the in the movie and it just you know light like light bulb on top of my right head. <laughs> Ding. like oh my god there you go that's the perfect name the per and and like once i came out with the name and and came out they had the logo like come out it, it just took everyone was like it just took off like everyone was down to support and and it continues to get bigger it continues like you said people from Laytonville are really listening people from all kind of places are really listening and it's, it's really cool to, to just be a part of I, I I'll just weigh in here I like the name a lot because it's provocative it's memorable <laughs> thank you yeah and that's that's what I'm really like I'm really just like trying to like catch people's eye and catch people's attention and and sometimes a couple of people have like have kind of like not really liked it but uh, uh, you know I, I don't know like I'm not I'm not here to, obviously I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but also like at this point in time, indigenous people have been silenced for a very, very long time. Um, and it's, and I'm just, I'm just really over it and I just really want our voices to be heard. And I'm sorry that this, this name kind of upset you, but you know, like we've been victims of genocide for a really long time. Um, so uh, you can handle a little a little name you know <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so uh, <clears throat> in my opening song for this for this series is a uh, ghost of a chance i like the like the words of that song quite a bit the poetry in it 
is um it's very uplifting to me this idea that you know we may, we may be up against a wall certainly indigenous people and this continent have, have had a very tough difficult time and yet something has arrived either, either through a dream or through the spoken word something has arrived so I I look at these words and I think well you know the earth is up against it now we're in a pretty bad place you know between monotheism and capitalism <laughs> they got us in the corner but how do we keep our spirits alive in these times I know we just talked about economics and stuff like that but it also seems it's a spiritual question yeah um, that's a good question is how do we keep our uh, our, our way uh, our spirit alive um, you know I recently went to a ceremony um, at our roundhouse here in Pornina and I danced for the first time in over like 15 years and it, it really took me for a second I was dancing and I, I didn't really nothing else existed but that fire and the people singing and the people around me and afterwards I went outside and like stood in the rain and it was like that felt really alive and that wow. felt really like <laughs> amazing to, to feel my feet underneath the dirt hitting the dirt and and hear this this songs being sang that we're saying there like for for you know a really 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 long time um so yeah doing things like that is is what connecting to nature connecting to the things that really make you sit there and and think and nothing else exists but those those things that you're thinking about in the moment um like we were talking about earlier is, is basketball is a very beautiful sport if if that's what makes you go out and think and, and get your spirit back and kind of make you move in a way that that nothing else makes you move makes you think in a way that nothing else thinks then then you should do those things i think i think doing things like that takes brings your spirit back so we need to as a country as as a community as a, as a town as 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 a family i think we all need to get back to like i was saying earlier is um getting back to doing things like trading um you know that getting back to traditional ways because trading was you would you wouldn't there's no money involved there's no no money that that was made that because that's a made-up concept you know we made that up as, as man but usually if, if we're sitting there trading within each other we're trading something that somebody made or something somebody did them like found themselves or whatever you know uh, whether it may be obsidian or whatever uh, uh some hawk feathers that that they, somebody found on the side of the road you know that's 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 that to me that holds a lot of value um mm. and that holds a lot of spirit because you're connecting yourself to that to that thing that that gave its life to you um for whatever you may use it for the feathers the the you know there's many ways that you can use use birds you know um but yeah that, that to me getting back to spirit is connecting to things that really make you happy and really make you drift away from capitalism, patriarchy, whatever it may be holding you down. Because I believe if we, if we get rid of all these things, capitalism, patriarchy, we all it will will thrive from these things not being here. It doesn't matter if you're an indigenous person, if you're a black person, if you're a white person, if you're an Asian American, if you're whatever. I believe all these things, if we get rid of them, if we burn them down, we all will benefit from that. Well, the plane will breathe a huge sigh of relief. Absolutely, yeah. And think about it. If we stop drilling into this earth and, and digging out all these oils and, and um, 
I've been reading up. I've, I haven't read up too much on it, but like all these, um, and I, I hear like electric cars, the batteries and stuff that that uh, are being like. Obviously, electric cars are amazing, you know. But I hear the batteries that are are what takes what we're mining to build these batteries in Africa, in places like Africa. The people are are having to go through slave labor and stuff like that. So it's so there's there's a lot of things that are, that are affecting um, this earth, and it's just like when will we stop? Yes, I I interviewed somebody a little while back from Thacker Pass in Nevada. Where they're mining lithium on Shoshone land. Yeah, yeah, that's Tesla or something, right? Yeah, a lot of it goes to Tesla. All those high, all those batteries for electric cars. And it's, it it's tough because you want to encourage people to, to to get electric, but then then you read stories like this. It's like, how do we? We can't win. <sighs> the Earth can't win, I guess. You know. I want uh, <clears throat> I want to backtrack just for a second here. We were talking about how the native peoples on this continent they have survived genocides, and you know a lot of the consciousness is now coming about boarding schools, and even after knee when people that weren't necessarily being killed, their children were being captured and kept, taken away, and their land was still being stolen, and these people survived through the prayer, through their dance, like you mentioned a while ago, being that roundhouse. I'm sure all your ancestors were with you there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it felt it felt amazing, um, and yeah, that's what I was thinking about earlier. Is uh, you know, we 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 have a lot of trauma in our communities, and and obviously, I want to talk about that in my podcast, and I want to amplify these stories, but also I want to amplify that we're more than this trauma because there's a, an amazing amount of comedians that exist in in our communities. There's an amazing amount of artists that are, uh, are out of our communities not only like painters and and beadwork and and stuff like that but um singers and rappers and all kind of all, all across the board you know um so i want to i i do want to in my podcast i definitely do want to talk about the trauma as much as possible but also want to i want to like amplify that we're more than that um because, like, like we were saying, like you, like you said, we've we've survived genocide through prayer, through resilience in in our people. You know, it, it's a resiliency that that they've existed. We've existed this long. We we've we've done our our. We've still held on to traditional practices, even though it was illegal until 1978. So that's a resiliency. And now, and there's, what was, now there's a young person like yourself who's carrying carrying the message forward. Yeah, and, and that's another thing that um, I was told when we were in the roundhouse is um, I'm a feather dancer, so I, I have a right to carry these songs, and I have a right to sing these songs, and I have a right to pass these these songs on. And that's amazing, like I said in the beginning, because I'm I'm a person that's adopted, and I don't technically know what tribe I exist to or what where my fa my biological family is from, and that makes that's like. That that brings even more pride to my to myself and my my soul and my who I am who, who I am and I want to carry myself as because um, as an adopted person it makes me just feel even more more brought in and like you know it makes me feel amazing. I'm going to take a moment. I want to read a quote from Crazy Horse. Of course, Crazy Horse was the great Lakota war shaman and a leader of those people. 
here's what he said just before he died. He had his vision. I mean, he died. He was assassinated in Fort Robinson, 1877. Here's what he said. Upon suffering, beyond suffering, the red nation shall rise again, and it, it shall be a blessing for a sick world. A world... I'm sorry, we're getting a little emotional there. A world filled with broken promises, selfishness, and separations. A world longing for light again. I see a time of seven generations when all the colors of mankind will gather under the sacred tree of life and the whole earth will become one circle again. That was crazy what I said. I think, that's beautiful. Is it amazing? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love that because he said, like, obviously he's saying everyone, all, the, all the tribes and everyone can come together and that's that's what I w I'm trying to do with this podcast is I want to introduce everybody, every single different tribe that exists out there, you know, people from every tribe to, to unite us and get us to, to know our culture, each other's cultures, know each other's traditions, know each other's how we work, you know, a lot of the reservations were, were a lot, of, were really the same. And this show, I don't know if you watched it, Reservation Dogs, it, it highlights a big, it really is spot on on who we are and how we act and how we talk and how we talk to each other, how we, you know, how we interact with each other. So it's, it's amazing. So I encourage people to, to watch shows like that um, because it is, it is very, very spot on. It's written, directed, and every pretty much top to bottom, the, the everyone that works on that show is Native American or a person of color. Um, and obviously that's not... I watch all kind of different shows, but um, when I, you see a show that represents you and your people, you you feel so amazing, and you feel just, you just want to like tell everybody about it because not a lot of people know that we we're still here. Not a lot of people know who we are. Not a lot of people know about us. So to see shows like that on Hulu is amazing. To to see people actually watching it, and it's it's on billboards. It's on commercials it's everywhere you know reservation dogs it's like wow people are finally like looking at us and seeing us and watching us mm -hmm. i like that you got your idea of, of burn the wagon for the name of the show from that movie movie spoke signals that's pretty cool yeah and actually um i remember he came to point arena and and screen and show showed that movie here at the theater a long, long, long time ago, and I was a, I was like a teenager, and I remember going and watching it and watching it there, and he spoke about the movie, but I was too young to really like remember what he spoke about, um, and yeah, it comes full circle to like watching it, and now I have a I have a podcast based on a <laughs> shirt that I saw right? in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so. Um the only episode I watched totally was when you inter interviewed Eric Wilder. Eric is a, yeah. a Kashaya artist, and he was a uh, uh, the the tribal council chairperson, I think, for some years in Kashaya. Kashaya, yeah, of course, he was. we should tell our listeners. Tell some people might not know what Kashaya is. Can you tell them, please? Yeah. So actually, I just really learned um, Kashaya. I. Th I believe means excellent gambler, but there's another <laughs> name. Um, there's another name that means it's. 
I, and I don't know the pronunciation, and I don't want to. I don't want to say it wrong, but it, I believe it means top of the mountain. Is what they call themselves. Uh, what the what they they is their name out there. Um, I be, people at the top of the mountain. I believe is is the name. Because I at the live show I interviewed Martina, and and that's what she um, she speaks about is um, that that being. Um, oh yeah, also also Eric, what you just said too. I, I'm sorry, I, like, there's so many different people I've interviewed recently. I'm like, right. what one am I talking about right now? Um, but yes, that, I believe it's um, people at the top of the mountain, I believe, okay. is, is their, their name. And also, we'll let people know, it's just inland from Stewart's Point as you go down the coast. It's just to the east of Stewart's Point, kind of near Casadero. It's in Sonoma County, actually. Yes, it is. I, I, yeah, I just realized that. They're not even in Mexico County. And... I used to live there, so I know a little bit about the geology of the area. Both the Russian River and the Gualao River headwaters are part of their their territory. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I used to live right near the spine. It was this amazing cliff. It was literally on one side is the Russian River, and if you climb over this cliff and drop down the other side, it's the Gualao River, just like that. And, you know, another thing I just re really recently learned is Gualao is a Pomo word as well. Yeah, tell us the meaning the, of it. Where the river meets the ocean, river mouth meets the ocean, I believe. It translates to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, and it's it's crazy because I lived in Pornier, like I said, from age ten to nineteen twenty, um, and I had no idea that this whole time I was saying you know a Pomo word, I was speaking my own language. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's crazy, and that's another thing that I'm I'm really really learning about right now. Is, is I'm big on this learning language. Um, I don't completely know how to do a complete sentence yet, but I do know a lot of just just different words. Um, so I, do, I definitely do want to learn how to put together a full complete sentence, and that's the goal in in this next year um, is is to put together complete sentences as in Pomo. Okay, I want to back up to Eric just for a minute. I want to talk about his, your interview with him just so people get a sense of how you decide what you're going to do in your interviews and and how you... I was really impressed when I saw you in Point Arena. You clearly, you have a, a plan when you go into these interviews. Yeah, so, um, so with Eric, he's an artist. Uh, first, I'll start with that, you know... Um, I'll usually look at people's Instagrams or their Facebooks or whatever social media they have, or if they have a YouTube channel, I'll watch their, their podcasts or I'll watch whatever they're doing, um, their music videos or I listen to their music or I'll look at their art and kind of, kind of just dive into who they are as a person, um, mainly. And then I'll go from there. And then usually I have, have side questions that like they'll talk about it. Like they'll say something that I'll really find interesting in the middle. Like you're like, like you do, you know, um, and go from there, like ask them a random question that, that came up in the middle of them talking about the question that I asked about Eric and his, how he got started with his art. So we, I, that was one of the questions I asked him was like, how did you get started with, with art? Who put the paintbrush into your hand uh, and stuff like that? And he goes, he starts with his uncle. He, he his uncle put the, paint, the the pencil in his hand, very very young, and uh, he went from there and kind of 
started seeing his his culture around him like he really wants to draw his put his culture onto a, onto a paper and stuff like that so uh that's 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 the main thing i, I start with is is looking at people's instagram looking at their facebook and seeing who they are and what they represent and kind of just going from there you know mm-hmm. and a, a, a big question i really like to ask everybody because it's such a you know broad broad answer is what does decolonize mean to you because um, it's a, it's a different answer for everybody or what does land back mean to you because um, it's a different different for everybody everybody's opinion is different and that's one question i definitely do try to ask pretty much everybody what kind of answer are you getting with that um so main thing is like decolonize is a, a big thing is getting back to like i was saying traditions um trying to keep our trying to keep our traditions alive trying to keep our culture alive traditional practices like like the dancing in the roundhouse like the songs like the prayers like like all these things that that were supposed to be illegal up until 1978 that that kept that kept alive you know um so getting back to stuff like that is is a big is a big one for decolonize and and Another one is uh, is this you know five work day work work week and also the, the in the school systems you go to you go to school five days a week you sit in these classes for <laughs> whatever amount of time and then you you graduate and then you're just thrown into the work life so it's it's kind of just the school is just kind of like training you just to go to work for five days a week and then have two days off in my opinion yes so, I I will I will chime in here. I was a little white boy growing up back east, and my God, I, I just, the classroom just was torture, just torture. Yeah, ex- exactly. All I want to do is be out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing I, I think would, would benefit a lot of people is like just sitting in a classroom looking at a book, and obviously I'm not like reading a book, reading, reading is amazing, learning is amazing, you know, like I don't want to discourage that at all because, um, you know, everything I'm doing is I, I had to sit down and learn. Like right now I had to sit down and learn like all this activism that I'm doing. I had to sit up, sit down and learn and read about these things. So I don't want to, I don't want to put down reading or sitting in the classroom at all. It's just like you said, it's not, a, it's not like for a person like me. So there's a lot of people that would benefit from, from getting outside, being in the woods, learning, learning from, um, just, just walking in the woods, walking through a river, seeing the salamanders, pass by seeing the tadpoles pass you know it's that's much of a more of a learning experience than sitting in a classroom reading about it yeah <clears throat> and and like for me i'm, I'm a hand i i gotta get out there and experience to learn like i don't have to but it's it's best for me to get out there and experience and hold it smell it um feel you know um hear how it how it sounds when you when you touch it or whatever you know those are all things that are so, so much more beneficial than reading about it or sitting in a class listening to somebody talk about it. Yeah, this is one of the things that really impressed me with oral history. Like the storytelling that passes down through the millennia along cultural lines. It really it engages a different kind of different type of learning. Having those stories go through the generations and sometimes when you realize Man, what this person is telling me has been told for thousands of years. <laughs> that's yeah. really that's really different than a book. 
yeah and, and your imagination really really goes with how that person tells a story and how they're they're using their voice and how they're they're telling their body language about it you know so it's that's another amazing thing about storytelling too is, is how the person tells it yeah you when you just use the term imagination you can use your imagination and this is this is something that I, i'm talking to be more about is just uh, we need to our language needs to be decolonized also like they have this expression oh that's just your imagination you know like it's a slur <laughs> yeah and we don't even think about it that's just your imagination oh it's only a dream it's just the only coincidence i hate yeah, that and I, and I heard i saw you uh talking about um people not having the power and i i really <laughs> i really i really agree with that like power comes from us but this conversation power comes from us meeting at that event and and sparking a conversation that brought us to being here right now together that's power because we believe in the same thing and like you said you you know you you come you're 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 you have white skin and i i don't but like i believe our ancestors are are whoever pushed you or who pushed your soul to being this at this moment is beautiful because that created a solidarity that created, created community that created this moment and this conversation and that's what we need is more conversations like this between people like me and you who have completely different backgrounds but can agree that we don't like capitalism we don't like patriarchy and we don't like the, what colonialism has done well i think one thing that really strikes me is that this is my own part of it goes into my own construction how i see the world as <clears throat> Much of what has happened here in North America, Turtle Island, already happened in Europe before these most people got here. You know, there there were tribal peoples in Europe. They're called pagans. Absolutely. And they were wiped out. <laughs> it was the same and drill. Actually, it was the same drill. And actually, I have a I have a, a interview with um, his name is Chadwick Tree, and he speaks about um, a, a tribe in it's in between France. And I'm really I'm gonna have to send it to you on um, on Facebook. Okay. But it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's like you're saying it's a tribe in Europe, and, and they were indigenous to Europe, you know, um, and they practiced a lot of tribal things. They, they were they were considered outcasts because they were they spoke a different language. They didn't speak speak English. They they spoke their own own language that's that's separate from what everybody else spoke, you know. Um, so that's the thing that I'm learning too. Is 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 like you're saying, tribes exist existed in Europe. They existed in these places that that, like you said, that came over and and, and stuff like that happened before the colonization over here too. It just you know um, that's something that I'm learning too. Is is and I'm glad you said that because I I, I forgot about that that um, that interview is that's um, a big thing because I learned about that tribe that I had no no idea about in, in um, over in Europe. Yes, well, in Europe, <clears throat> if you are uh, tribally oriented, they burned you, they killed you, the church, the kings, the queens, they just wiped you out. And then they had, you know, they had <clears throat> anybody that still continued to worship trees or hunt deer or think they shoot through the forest, they were called the witches and they were burned. <laughs> We have no idea how many thousands, thousands, and thousands. We have no idea how many thousands. A lot of them. So yeah, it's 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 you know it's it's very sad to hear you know to learn about um, 
that how many how many different tribes and how many different cultures how many different languages have been wiped out throughout history but you know we 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 the seed is surviving and you're helping it thank you thank you my friend <laughs> yeah and, and and like like i said we need we need we really need allies on, on our side like like people like you that are really willing to to put a voice like mine on this radio show you know what i mean um because yeah like i'm not like, until now at least in my opinion we, we're not getting the opportunities we're not and it's and it's on us as well for putting not putting ourselves in in the in the positions to be in these opportunities and recently on facebook and instagram and and with things like tiktok i do see a big surge of indigenous voices trying to get out there and be heard and amplify their voices amplify their businesses amplify who they are so um and I, hopefully it's just not a moment in time we need to we need to continue this and we need to stay strong because do you we think need to just i'm curious what your analysis as a young person do you see do you see many people adopting your kind of framework i do in uh, in coming back uh being back on the reservation and, and you do see a lot of people trying to regain their culture like grow their hair out for instance i'm seeing that a lot with uh, native men right now is growing their hair out um, and and trying to speak their language trying in a big thing for us in, in our communities sobriety so i do see a big surge of people trying to be sober trying to get back to their culture trying to speak their language trying to get back to to cultural practices like going to the roundhouse and dancing and making your regalia so i do see a big big surge uh, of people and it's it's amazing too because i see it in younger people than me so such as people like, like that girl danielle is telling you about up in hoopa that is fighting for the salmon she's 18 years old and she's or she's 19 and she's already help write native curriculum to be put implemented into the hoopa valley schools wow about so, salmon yeah yeah it's about salmon it's about all kinds of, it's, it's from it's about taking care of the earth it's 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 a broad broad it's all kind of stuff that is being implemented in the in the uh, curriculum and i think they already put it into the hoopa schools at the high school um really so the that's the, that's the thing that's being it's 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 amazing to see because younger people because i know when i was 18 and 19 or 17 i wasn't sit, sitting there on the front lines like with it with us with a sign you know saying land back or whatever like you know like at that time i was i was off thinking about way different things so it's amazing to see 16 17 year olds just really standing up and protesting because like i said i i wasn't until recently you know um and that's because I'm recently sober uh, for the for the first time in like over ten years. So I just celebrated my three years of sobriety. Congratulations! Uh, thank you, thank you. So that was on the first of uh, January. So that that's a big thing in 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 our communities too. Is people people trying to get sober, people trying to connect with with things that, like I said before, brought them joy before they got into that that whatever cycle they're in. Um, in their addiction well one i cannot believe it but we are getting close to eight o'clock already <laughs> so yeah it went really fast yes it went really fast we have a, a closing song but i would like to ask you to give any final 
final comments or thoughts that you have for our listeners here at KZUX tonight? Absolutely. I want to say, Yahui, to you, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. This is an amazing conversation. I definitely want to have more conversations with you. Um, I want to send, like, I, I want to send love to anybody out there that's listening and taking their time to think about indigenous voices, think about indigenous issues. Um, if there's any indigenous people out there that's listening, any native people out there listening on the reservation or off the reservation, I want to remind you to take care of Mother Earth. I want to remind you to take care of the seven generations that are coming after us and take care of yourselves. And obviously that goes to anybody out there that's listening, just anybody. Um, but I really want to speak to any Native people out there listening because I want to encourage you to continue what you're doing. And you just existing as a Native person is, is resilience. <clears throat> yes, I often think about that. Like people that have survived genocide and boarding schools and just the fact that you're still alive is a victory, <laughs> really. Absolutely. Yeah. So how can people contact you? Um, you can contact me through uh, email. So burnthewagon1492 at gmail.com, and that's all lowercase letters. Or if you want to get in contact with me through YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, um, those are all definitely ways I'll get back to you. Uh, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, those are the three ways you can contact me. Again, burnthewagon1492 at gmail.com is the email. And then if you want to contact me at uh, on Instagram, you can go burn underscore the underscore wagon underscore. And yeah, those are the socials. Okay. Ron Red Hawk Domingas, thank you so much for being with us here tonight. We're going to have a a final song here is called Walking With Power. It's another Dan Dallinger song. I'd like to, of course, thank Rich Culberson for engineering to us for tonight. Okay, have a good night, Juan. Thank you, you too. Okay. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening. Until the hour